We are here today, friends, to wrap up our three-week mini-series looking at building a great Christ-centered marriage. This is episode 66 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I am so excited that you are here. And I hope that this episode is a blessing and an encouragement in your marriage. And if you have already maybe listened to a few episodes, you're coming back to join us. That is, I mean, really, that's incredible because that is my prayer for this ministry, that it will be helpful, that it will be encouraging so that your family life can be something you enjoy, something that you invest in, in a way that is healthy, in a way that is godly, and in a way that is realistic, because life is busy, and it can get very chaotic. So if you have been finding this podcast helpful, and you are coming back for more, I am super excited that you are here. And I want to highlight all that because I know that today's topic is not necessarily a very easy one. It's probably not a fun conversation. We're talking today about forgiveness in our marriage. Um, really, in this three-week mini-series, we've been tackling the three most common marriage therapy issues that I have worked with as a marriage therapist for over a decade. And those issues are, I'm just going to highlight them here in case you want to hop back to a previous episode, but in episode 64, we talked about improving physical intimacy in your marriage, enjoying that part of the marriage experience. And then in episode 65, we talked about communication and four ways that we uh, really undersell communication. We hurt communication as well as, of course, y'all know I like to be practical with some things to do. So uh, some tips for how to change those four problems in our marriage communication. And then today we're talking about struggles with forgiveness. Specifically, we're going to tackle the question, should you forgive and forget within your marriage? That is a really common phrase. And there's a lot of, in my opinion and my experience, not only as a therapist, but uh, as, as someone who has studied the Bible, as someone who seeks to apply the Bible to my life and into my counseling work, I think there is a lot of misunderstanding about this idea of forgive and forget, what should forgiveness look like, what is actually required by God, and what is realistic in our marriages. So that's what we're tackling today. It's a big topic, but it is super important. Before we jump into that whole conversation, um, let me highlight some of the resources that I have shared throughout this mini-series. And actually, I went ahead and updated on the website. Uh, We have a whole new page specifically about marriage resources, so maybe I'll just send you there. (laughs) Um, I just set it up in the last week, so I did not talk about it in our earlier episodes in this little mini-series, but if you hop on the website, just go to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash marriage And you will find my recommendations for resources that will help you go a little bit deeper in all three of these areas. Now, I will say about forgiveness, my recommendation there, if that is a deep issue in your marriage, if there is bitterness growing, if there are deep hurts and forgiveness is not happening, that is a time to seek out some professional help, to meet with your pastor, to find a marriage therapist. Um, But I do have ideas on the website in some previous episodes about how to connect with a great Christ-centered therapist. Um, 
But I mean, it's just not the type of thing that you can have. Like, here's my little PDF handout about how to forgive some deep issues in your marriage. It's not that simple. And so I want to make sure you know that there are resources for you with intimacy, with communication. There are resources for forgiveness. There's a lot of good stuff out there. I know that three episodes on a podcast is really just skimming the surface of building a great Christ-centered marriage. But I do hope that these conversations have been and will continue to be helpful. And of course, throughout the course of the podcast, we we hop back into the marriage relationship um, as we look overall at loving family life, because marriage is a big part of that, my friends. So make sure to check out those um, resources on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash marriage. And let's dive in today to our conversation about should you forgive and forget in your marriage? What is a realistic look at forgiveness in our family relationships, especially our marriage? So my friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Friends, we are going to actually tackle this topic today in kind of a two-part approach. We are going to start by answering the question, should we forgive and forget? That common cliche, we've all heard it. And, you know, sometimes maybe it's easy. I'm sure that you have forgiven things in your life that you've totally forgotten about because it really wasn't a big deal. But many times that if this is required, if this is something God wants us to do, it's incredibly difficult. So we're going to start by tackling that question. Should we forgive and forget? What is a biblical picture of what forgiveness should look like? And then we're going to um, not shift gears, but dive a little bit deeper into that topic of forgiveness to look at what do we do after we've been hurt in our marriage? Um, and maybe that's a little hurt, some harsh words, a, a fight that didn't go so well, uh, we've been lied to, but maybe about something kind of minor, or it might be something really deep and really painful. We're going to go in that direction um, in the second half of the podcast today to talk about what are specific action steps we can take after we have been hurt in our marriage to try to forgive and to move forward in a healthy way based on what we're going to talk about right now at the beginning. So before we jump in, I'll share my usual disclaimer. I am a licensed therapist, a marriage and family therapist, specifically in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. Um, This isn't personal advice. It's not professional advice. I don't know your personal situation, Um, but of course there are resources on the website If you are thinking about seeking counseling, I have had some previous episodes sharing some ideas about how to get connected, so you might find that helpful if you are looking for personal or professional advice. Friends, okay, let's dive in to this question, should we forgive and forget? Is forgetting even humanly possible? And my answer is is basically yes and no. (laughs) Should we forgive? Yes. God is very clear in the Bible that because he has forgiven us, we now are required to forgive each other. 
And we're really going to dive into this a little bit deeper in our Friday Faith follow-up. So circle back for some specific scriptures that we're going to look at together about forgiveness. But overall, if you've read the Bible, it is very clear that God does want us to forgive within our marriage and within every other relationship, even when it's hard, even when it's painful. Ultimately, this is a spiritual issue. Um, We need the Lord. Oh my goodness, do we need the Lord to forgive, especially deep, painful issues, um, deep and painful hurts or even traumas that we've been through in our life. But when we think about the second half of this little cliche, should we forgive and forget? We should forgive, but I do not think that there is a biblical mandate to forget. It Number one, it's simply not human nature. God did not create us as as creatures that could forget deep pain. We can forget some little things, certainly. We, we're going to forget some things that we wish we remembered over time, over the course of our life. But we we tend to remember most strongly negative emotions. When we are hurt, when we are angry, especially if it is within an intimate relationship like marriage, and especially if it is something that is either an incredible pain in one moment or maybe a repeating pain that just is chronic, it comes back and comes back and comes back, the way that our brain is wired, those are the situations in life we are most likely to remember, whether we want to or not. That's simply how God has made our brains. It is not human nature to forget really painful and upsetting experiences, but I also do not think that there is a biblical call to try to forget. And I think this is where we need to distinguish between how God talks about forgetting our sins, because there are some scriptures where it says God um, forgets our sins, and how we today think about forgetting. Um, There actually was an excellent article. uh, It was about a month ago, if you're listening to this in real time, on a website called The Gospel Coalition, which has some great biblical articles and courses and all sorts of free things that are wonderful. I will link to this article in the show notes for today's episode. So just hop on to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 066, because this is episode 66. And you can read that entire article. But that article asked the question, does God forget our sins? And I think they described really well this distinction between how we today in our modern life think about forgetting and how God biblically talks about forgetting. We, I mean, we think about it like uh, my husband forgot to take out the trash or I forgot to pick up my kid from soccer practice. (laughs) Not that we never knew we needed to do this thing, but that it slipped our mind in the moment. But biblically, when God talks about forgetting our sins or forgetting someone's sins, he's talking about remembering it? Am I recalling it? Am I pulling it into the front of my mind and responding? God does not forget things. (laughs) Nothing will ever slip his mind. He knows everything, even those deep, dark thoughts in our heads, in our hearts. He knows every hair on our heads, every hair on the head of every person who has ever lived. I mean, he does not forget in that more modern way that we think about forgetting. But in his mercy... He chooses, when he forgives us, he chooses to not remember those sins. 
He does not bring them to the front of his mind to punish us. He does not criticize us for, uh, you know, he doesn't shake his head in disappointment. Um, it mentions that in the article. He's not, he's not remembering those sins when he looks at us and interacts with us and thinks about us. He removes the sins and treats us as if we have never sinned because Jesus has covered that sin. And that is how we receive forgiveness from the Lord. So that biblically, that idea of forgetting, that it's not that it's not in our mind anymore. It's an intentional choice to put it to the back of our mind and to approach the relationship and approach every interaction and every thought from a place of not remembering, choosing not to remember that sin, that pain, that hurt that has happened. And so that's why when we think about this question, should we, in our marriages today, should we forgive and forget? Yes, we should forgive, but it is not necessary and sometimes not even safe or healthy to forget, to act as if this never happened, <laughs> to potentially put ourselves back into a situation where we're just going to get hurt again and again and again. I don't think that that is biblically what God calls us to. Now, I do think there are times, you know, if your husband forgets to take out the trash and you're annoyed or frustrated and he's already done it a hundred times before, yes, that might be a different conversation today than it was the second time that he forgot to take out the trash. But the forgiveness is the same. The forgetting is where you're not bringing up those previous 99 times, but it's probably still in the back of your mind. You're not reacting to this today thinking, oh, gosh, you've never forgotten to take out the trash before. That would be a lie. <laughs> that would be, uh, I mean, maybe that's just a false memory if you have a really, really poor memory. But generally, it would be better at that moment in your marriage to have a conversation about, hey, why does this keep happening? How can we either change our routine or change up who's doing what? You know, How can we work on this issue so that we don't have a 101st time of forgetting to take out the trash. That would be a better and healthier part conversation to have in your marriage rather than acting as if, okay, I forgave you the first 99 times, so let's just pretend this is the first time and have that conversation. Ultimately, it's going to be a lot more productive and helpful. Yes, we need to forgive, and we're going to talk in just a few minutes about some of those steps to move toward forgiveness. But if we're acting as if we genuinely have forgotten, I don't even remember these previous times, we're not going to have the most genuine or helpful conversation at that point. So I hope that that, you know, probably silly example, I hope that that's helpful as you think about should we forgive and forget in our marriage. And again, this this article on the Gospel Coalition, I found it really helpful in um I mean, it didn't change my mind on some of these thoughts, but it put good language <laughs> to why it is that, um, that I recognize that God always remembers my sins. He knows that it happened, but he does not remember in the sense of calling it to mind and he does not treat me as my sins deserve. So I certainly welcome questions or, uh, you know, pushback if you have some disagreement about that. Um, those conversations happen inside the Facebook group. Typically, you can find a link for that. Uh, we would love for you to join us. We try to go deep in encouraging each other, equipping each other, helping each other in our marriage and our motherhood and our family life. Um, but that's where I'm coming from as I now approach our conversation about, so what do we do after we've been hurt? 
Maybe there's been a harsh word. Maybe we were lied to. Maybe it's something much deeper. Maybe there's an addiction issue, a gambling issue, and all of a sudden we've got huge financial problems. Maybe there's been infidelity or pornography use or something really deep and really painful. The steps toward forgiveness, you know, how you you walk through each step is going to be different depending on the depth of that hurt and that pain. But the steps themselves are the same. It's just how it plays out in your marriage, in your personal life. The the four steps I would highlight, and then we'll kind of dig into how do you do that. We always need to be willing to grieve. When we have been hurt, we need to feel that emotion. We need to grieve what happened. We are grieving a sin. We need to forgive. And then after that forgiveness, there probably is an ongoing process of healing. And again, yeah, if it's your husband forgot to take out the trash, there might not be some big healing needed there. But these simple steps, grieving, you know, we're not pretending it didn't happen. We need to feel those emotions. We do need to forgive. We need to allow ourselves to heal. And then we repeat. And sometimes that's repeating 500 times in a day because it's raw and it's real and it hurts. And sometimes it's repeating because it's the 101st time that your husband forgot to take out the trash. And so we have to go through that process yet again in our marriage. But let's dive into each of these steps because because it's hard. I mean, it, it might be silly to think about the pain of our husband forgetting to take out the trash, but we all know that there are marriages where there is a much deeper pain. And if that is you, I mean, you don't need to keep listening to this episode. If this, if this conversation is already difficult, that's probably a good time to say, let me pause and let me reach out for some support. Call a friend, call a pastor, call a therapist, connect with someone because there are genuinely deep hurts that can happen in a marriage. And like I said, I don't believe that forgive and forget is a healthy or a biblical way to approach forgiveness in your marriage. Part of that is because... If we act as if we have forgotten something, we are more likely to put ourselves back into a dangerous situation. There are situations that come up in marriage. There are abusive marriages. There are destructive marriages. There are marriages defined by serial infidelity. I mean, there are all sorts of incredibly painful things that can happen in marriage. And the Lord does not want us to simply turn a blind eye and pretend it's not happening. He does not want us to put ourselves knowingly into a dangerous situation simply because we feel like we have an obligation to forgive. So I want to highlight that. And I want to acknowledge that if, if you're thinking about forgiveness in your marriage, about something deep and painful and traumatic, once again, that is a time I would encourage you to reach out for some professional help. Um, Because I don't know, I don't know that pain. I don't know If we're talking right now for you about daily ins and outs of forgiveness in marriage or deep pain. So with all of that in mind, we do know we need to grieve, we need to forgive, we need to heal, and then we have to go on repeat with that. But let's talk about a little bit more about what this looks like. So that first step of grieving, we really do need to acknowledge the hurt that has occurred. And this is true even if it's that silly example of your husband forgetting to take out the trash. If my husband, I mean, he, I don't think he's forgotten a hundred times 
and we tend to split who takes out the trash as far as a household chore. But if he forgot that a hundred days in a row, I would be, I'd be mad. I'd be frustrated. I would be annoyed. And I would need to acknowledge that pain. And all for all of us, that looks different. Typically, it includes crying. Typically, it includes praying. Um, it might include some venting, which is often healthier with the Lord than with other people. <laughs> but we need to acknowledge there are hard emotions here, even if they don't maybe feel like they make sense in the moment, because sometimes our emotion in this moment is actually linked to some stuff that's happened in our past. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but stuff from the past can pop back up and we might overreact to what's happening right now. But that reaction is still genuine. We need to acknowledge the emotions that are coming up and we don't want to rush through that grief, whether that's anger, whether that's sadness, disappointment, um, taking time to feel that pain, acknowledge that pain, uh, maybe even coming up with that word in your head, I feel disappointed right now. That's a different emotion than I feel angry right now. You might feel both. I mean... The human heart is capable of feeling a lot of things at the same time. But that is a helpful part of the process when you genuinely are seeking to forgive someone. If we gloss over our hurt and our pain, it's likely that the forgiveness is not going to be as genuine as we want it to be or we really need it to be to move forward. And then when we talk about forgiveness, the first step here completely, whether it's a tiny thing or a huge thing, is to pray for God's strength to forgive. Because human beings are not naturally very good at forgiving. And partly that's because we aren't very good at the forgetting. I mean, like we talked about, it pops back up in our head and those emotions typically come right back up with it. And so we have to process it again and again and again. And that can be draining and that can be distracting. So praying for the Lord to bring peace into your marriage, to bring unity into your marriage, to fill your heart with a spirit of forgiveness is a really helpful part of this process. You might need, sometimes that might need to be a really deep, long, drawn out conversation with the Lord. And sometimes it's pretty quick, depending on what happened. But if you don't feel like you can genuinely forgive your husband, then that first step is to pray and to stay there until there is a strength or a humility or whatever it is that the Lord is working on in your heart to offer forgiveness. And then when we think there about, okay, there's the Lord has brought at least a level of forgiveness because sometimes it, it's kind of in layers. We forgive and then we continue grieving and healing and we forgive some more or maybe deeper. But when we think about that healing part, seeking healing and seeking restoration in the marriage, it's important that we have a realistic perspective here. Because you cannot, you cannot make the other person apologize. You cannot make them work with you toward healing. You can't control your husband in that way. And that can be a really painful part of forgiveness that sometimes the other person is not repentant, is not apologizing, is not trying to restore the relationship or trying to make things right. And it's not your job to convince them of that. 
that is another area for prayer, that the Holy Spirit will convict, that the Holy Spirit will work in your husband to bring about a heart of, of confession and of repentance. But what you can do is focus on your own circle of control. Where is it that you can influence healing and restoration? And again, if this is a, a dangerous situation, if this is something that puts your safety at risk, your children's safety at risk, if this is something that has happened on repeat multiple times despite ongoing forgiveness, that might be a time when you need to leave the home while you seek out support and um, ideas about what to do next. It might be a time you need to seek counsel to work through that pain and that grief and, and figure out what healing would look like for you. It might be that you need to plan out that conversation with your husband so that instead of screaming or crying or getting caught up in the emotion, you're prepared to explain your emotions, to explain your reaction, to talk through what happened. And that, of course, is a place that I, as a therapist, help people with a lot. Um, But that can be really helpful as part of that healing process because you don't know how your husband will respond when you point out, hey, this is the hundredth time that you forgot to take out the trash. He might get defensive or he might say, oh my gosh, you're right. What is going on with me? Please help. (laughs) Help me figure it out. You don't know how he's going to respond. And so if you have already prepared for this is what I need to say, this is why I need to say it, it's not about revenge, it's not about pointing out his flaws, it's about having unity in our marriage, it's about getting the household chores done, it's about all these other things that are appropriate and healthy and good for your marriage. So be aware of where can you influence healing and where is it the Lord's responsibility to work in their heart toward an apology or toward Um, confession or, or whatever that might look like. And we do then have an additional step as part of healing to continue where you are emotionally available to invest in the relationship. Now, if you've decided I need some space, I need to leave so I can process through what has happened, then you're not going to be going on date nights. You're not going to be physically intimate together. You're going to be dealing with a lot of other things. But even if you're upset you're still at home, you're still investing in the marriage, it's helpful if you can to continue to do those normal marriage things, to plan your annual annual vacation and do the dishes and iron his work pants and, you know, whatever it is that is normal in your marriage. It's helpful if you can, without getting angry about it, without getting upset about it, to continue to invest in the relationship. And this is where that ongoing process, that repeat process of forgiveness, grieving, forgiveness, and healing is going to happen. Because right when something is first happening and it's raw and our emotions are strong, you might not be able to go on a date night and actually focus on the date night. You might not be able to be physically intimate until you have worked through some of those emotions or maybe had the conversations that need to happen and that healing has started to occur. And the last piece that I want to highlight here, when we think about repeat, we need to grieve, we need to forgive, we need to heal, and then it's on repeat. We have to do it again. We have to do it again. We have to do it again. It is important that we remember God's calling in 1 Corinthians 13, that in love, which you know is every relationship, but absolutely includes marriage, we keep no record of wrongs. 
So when that thought pops up in your head, I can't believe he forgot to take out the trash for the hundredth time. Well, hopefully you don't actually know it's literally number 100 because you haven't been keeping track quite to that level. But when that thought pops up, I can't believe he did this again. You start the process over. You feel that painful emotion. You pray about it. You forgive. You work toward healing. You work toward reconciliation. You continue to invest in the relationship. That process just starts over rather than making another mental check mark about, oh yeah, he's already done this 99 times. I can hardly believe it. And again, that doesn't mean we're forgetting about it. It might need to be a conversation about the repetition that is happening here. But a lot of times our brain brings up the pain again and again and again. Like I talked about at the very beginning of our conversation today, that part of that is just human nature, that painful, hurtful emotions tend to be the most likely to pop back up into our memory. And it's not that we are then excused for it and we're allowed to scream at our husband or act like it just happened for the first time. It means we start the forgiveness process over again. We grieve, we pray, we forgive, and we try to heal. So my friends, I know that if forgiveness is a sore spot in your marriage, that's incredibly painful. And that's incredibly hard. And I would absolutely encourage you to connect with someone who can help you work through that. But I do hope in kind of the day-to-day of your marriage, as life goes on and sins happen and mistakes happen and emotions get high, I hope that you will not put a burden on yourself to try to forgive and forget, but that instead you will simply forgive. You will biblically approach the sin And the issue that has happened by acknowledging it, grieving it, praying about it, forgiving it, and working with the Lord's help and with his grace and with his strength toward healing and toward restoration of your marriage. So you can always hop into the Facebook group and ask some questions and get some support about forgiveness in your marriage. But that is all that I have for today for our conversation. And yes, we're wrapping up this little three-week mini-series about building a Christ-centered marriage. We will talk in our Friday Faith follow-up, which I think I already mentioned, about some specific biblical truths, specific passages of scripture that help us better understand why should we forgive. Uh, We talked today more about the how, how do we approach that process, but we don't want to ignore Uh, we don't want to ignore the why. God talks about forgiveness a lot in scripture. And so that's what we're going to tackle on Friday. So circle back for that that follow-up conversation. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, uh, just go ahead and click. If you're an Apple podcast, it's like that little plus sign at the top, little follow button. Um, And that way, every episode will just hop right up into your library. You don't have to think about it every Tuesday, every Friday. um, You can get some biblical encouragement and some practical tips to love family life, to love marriage, to love motherhood, to find peace, to find purpose in the busyness of life and keep Jesus at the center of it all. So friends, that is all I have for us today. Hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. 
Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.